to the Two Americans podcast. This is episode number three. Um, this podcast is brought to you by Audible. You can sign up for the Audible free trial and get two free audiobooks to start, and then after 30 days, only $14.95 a month. Um, or you can sign up for the Gold Digital membership and get an audiobook per month for $14.95 and receive 30% off an additional audiobook and you can cancel anytime. All right. I'm Luke. I'm Brandon. Welcome and to the show. This is January 20th, the day of the presidential inauguration. The great President Trump, Emperor Trump. President number 45. Uh-huh. So, what did you, what did you, did you watch his speech? Uh, yes, I did. It was very, what did you think what'd about you? it? I thought it was very, I think it was okay. I think it was good. Just okay? Yeah, it was good. It was a good speech. Yeah. I liked it. A lot of people, I don't know, like MSNBC and CNN, they're just saying like, oh, this is just a speech for supporters. I don't know. I liked it, though. Pretty good. Um, it's kind of funny how he was taking little subtle shots at the presidents before him. Yeah, I thought that was funny, and, you know, how he did that. Mm-hmm. Um, did you watch the end of the speech? when they were giving the benediction like they were doing the closing prayers did you see that part yeah 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 there was pastor go up and he's like you know when you walked up here it started to rain and in the bible rain is a sign of god's blessing did you see that part for no no i don't think so yeah one of the guys one of the pastors said that i thought it was hilarious okay i miss i miss the part where they uh he talked to clinton or like he made them come up or something. Or do something. I forget. Did you um, see that? Oh, you're talking about the luncheon, right? Yeah. Yeah. He t- um just told him to stand up. I didn't. I didn't really watch that, but I saw the inauguration. Yeah, I thought that was uh, pretty cool. Did you see the luncheon? Yeah, I saw some of it. Most of it, it was very. Oh. I liked his address though. It was a little. It was a little. Little rough, but you know, it was. It's like you know, make America great again, make America better again, make America this again, make America, America again, make America America again. That's all I heard. When I, I was like, what? And I like he does that fist bump at the end every time. I always watch him do that. I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought it was a very good. I thought I thought it was pretty good. I liked it. Um, what about? Let's see. Later in the day. Okay, what about his executive actions? Oh, his. Well, I'm not too sure what's going on right now because it's like the first day, you know. We'll get information pretty, uh, as it comes out. Yeah. Well, from what I understand, he he did something with Obamacare. With the t- I'm not sure if it was the taxes or he lowered it or he did something. He's trying to peel it or get rid of it or something. But I, I know he did something with that, and there's a lot of articles coming out right like right now. Uh, explaining that yeah very uh, yeah, I don't know they're they're pretty confusing there's a lot of different things being said about them right now but uh, oh you saw um, General Mattis and General Kelly got sworn in did you see that part no Oh, uh, they are. Uh, so we already have new Secretary of Defense and Secretary, uh, Secretary of Homeland Security. Oh, that. That's gonna be a. 
those have been um so let's see i don't know much about them so it looks like let's see I'm trying to find what it said about the law but or about the executive action they signed okay so it says trump's executive order serves the purpose to ease the burdens of Obamacare. So I'm guessing that means uh, probably some of the taxes don't apply anymore because I think there's one. It's like if you don't sign up by January 31st, you're fined like a minimum of $695 or something. So it may be just those little type of taxes that don't, um, don't mean anything anymore. What do you think? Oh, that, 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 that would make sense because – there's a lot of people who don't have it, and they have to have it, and they they pay extra tax, or they get their tax return taken, a piece of it taken away. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that's a good thing, and I also think that's a bad thing. You need everyone needs health care. The problem is they, they need health care, but they don't need health insurance. Health insurance is just uh, it's just I don't even know. I I think people need health insurance, but like. It has to be reasonable. I mean, you can't have a family that's making two thousand dollars a month and have them pay three, four hundred bucks. Right. Well. Yeah. So you're talking about mainly people with pre-existing conditions or something mm-hmm. that would have to pay. Yeah. I don't know. I'm right. I'm, I'm kind of excited though. See what he does because this is. It's never been uh, done before. I don't know. Yeah, I am very excited. I want to see uh, what else he does tonight, if he's going to do anything. No, he's just um, going to go take a nap, eat a steak. You think? I, I don't know. I kind of doubt it. From This is what I think is going to happen. I think he's going to do it. maybe one more executive order um, or at least start working on something tonight because he's only going to three balls tonight. He's, on his, he's speaking at his third right now. So. Okay. And then... And last inauguration, Obama went to ten. Uh-huh. So I think I think he's trying to get to work on something. You know. Yeah, that's interesting. So I um I don't know. I'm curious to see what happens later in the evening. Yeah. Once people start going to bed. <laughs> I just want to see like this year. I, I think it's going to be a crazy year, but I want to see what he gets done. Like, you know, I, I have a checklist of Donald Trump's what he what he said and what he you know. I know the Hillary Clinton thing is off the charts. I know uh, build the wall is on my list. If you can do that in like two years, that'd be insane. That'd be I'd be very happy about that. And uh, what else did he say? If you can fix Obamacare and make it Trump care, I'm very curious Trump to care? see what replaces it with. Trump care. That's what you gotta do. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think he's gonna replace it with? Like. He hasn't really put out a, or they haven't made public the plan yet. Are we gonna force? He's gonna force some people to do some stuff. He's gonna force those insurance companies to. No, make, you think? Yes. That'd be bad for he's business. Gonna, no, no, he's just gonna. He's or he's gonna give them incentives, or he's gonna do something like that. Or he might not fix it at all. That might. That's also a possibility. I always forget about that possibility. I'd be okay with. It. I, I would just repeal it. I'd have no heartburn over doing that. Yeah, but you need to put something there. Most countries have something like that. But most, yeah, that's true. But they pay higher income tax than we do. 
I don't know, but the the issue the issue I have with taxes is not that uh, the companies like Sweden like they have free health insurance or healthcare and all that, but then again they pay a ton of taxes like they're insane so they're pretty limited in um, other things. Yeah, but Sweden is a small country, and that that's it's much harder for them to do it. With us, there's more people. It's just we need to find a system that works for the U.S. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Um, I don't know. I'm... I just, I just like, look, look, look. If everyone paid taxes, federal taxes, this would not, uh, you know, uh, that wouldn't be an issue. The problem is 50% of people pay ta- federal tax and the rest don't. They either hide their income or they, uh, they just don't report their income or... They, they're, you know, illegal. They, they just work for, you know, dollars and, you know, whatever. Right. Those, those are, like, half of America doesn't pay their tax, federal tax. I looked at, it's like 40-something percent, something like that. It's, it's really, really high. Yeah. And once you pay federal tax, that's good. Because then you'll have that money to do on that. I also think budgets, they need to, you know, like military, not military budget, but most, almost every budget they have, there's wasting money on certain stuff that you don't need, that's not mm-hmm. used, or you know, it's just a thing that happens. Well, we're already seeing changes with that when uh, Boeing lowered their price for their new Air Force One. Um, the I forget the the other company that produces the F 16s or F 35s. They're like the prices. They're saying the price is negotiable now. So, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a little more controlled spending mm-hmm. from here on out. Yeah. I, uh, so, so you got you. You know, taxes are very. They're good for when when everyone contributes, but they're not good when no when certain people don't contribute. Right. And when that happens, you know, I I do believe you know, if if you had like a. a a 10 20 30 system or something like that so if you mm-hmm. make under this amount you pay 10 percent of the tax so the poor pay less tax the rich pay right. a little more but not like 60 percent like nowadays 50 45 right. or something. Yeah, they're like 40 something percent 44 percent crazy and, high and then you know what rich people do if they have to pay tax they find a way to avoid it so they you know make deductions right. or do whatever whatever way whatever tax link to use in order to not pay the tax yeah because you're losing half your income that doesn't make sense it's not like you're contributing a piece of the to the pie that's a big ass piece that's too big you need to fix that i don't know how you do that i think it should be 15 25 and 30 at most i'm i'm talking 30s like for millionaires like people that make Not millionaires, but making million dollar income. Right. I think it's if you make over four hundred forty thousand a year and you're a single filer, then you have to pay like a forty something percent income tax. That's too tax. high. That's you cut that by fifteen percent, people would be much happier and be willing to pay, especially the rich. Right. Um. I th- okay. What do you think about the military? You think they're going to be smarter spending? For that, like there, there will be increased spending, but do you think it'll be smarter spending too? Mm-hmm. It won't be just, I guess, I don't know, more unnecessary stuff that you know we're paying for. No, 
it absolutely they absolutely will waste the money it will go into programs it'll go into things that do not have any any uh, there's no they're not used or they're not you know there's stuff that you know worthless stuff that you get like it's not i don't know how to explain let me ex so imagine you 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 have all this stuff and there's a lot of stuff you don't use but you still have it why would you keep buying the same stuff if you never use it that's just an example i get and also a lot of it's a lot of it's spent in the pentagon uh, i think like one third of the money is spent in the pentagon because of bureaucrats and political you know stuff from what i understand that's it's more of the paperwork that messes up and i also think you know they need to they need to update their system you know like this you, paper files are not a thing anymore you need to make digital you need to make it easier you need to make everything much easier for people to access right but you could also argue digital is prone to hacking but so, so. is robbing your files from your uh, computer desk if you have a desk or you have a drawer just go in there get it it's not that hard the problem it's is, is it's hard for the pentagon the, the the so what you would do let me explain some computer computer stuff to you so what you would do and this is a 99.9 percent .9 foolproof plan foolproof plan what you would do is the servers that they're on the data that transfers there or the data they upload it does not go it does not connect to the internet you don't want it to connect to the internet you want to cut off the internet so you, the pentagon wouldn't be connected to the internet unless they have designated times like times they'll say at one the internet turns on you cannot upload files you cannot uh, have files up there you would have them on a server on like a drive and mm -hmm. that drive you would put somewhere safe where people guard it and once they guard it that's everyone's personal information everyone's stuff most 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 uh places don't do this because it's very it's very difficult and people don't have the resources but this is a government even google google tries to do it but they have to have their uh, systems online all the time because it's a search engine if it wasn't a search engine if it was just personal files and files of you know gi gi bills of you know all this other stuff applications you got to put in uh, paperwork stuff you know and you uploaded that digitally and you kept it there and then whenever someone wanted it you could you could transfer that data that would be a great great idea but most people don't think about that and i that it's you got to get really really smart people to work on that and right now that transition is so slow this takes forever for the military to get up to date to anything hmm. that makes sense i i would believe that they're slow it seems like it it's it's, um, it's like uh how do you say it's fast paced but there's a lot of waiting and when right. people have to wait there's nothing to do while you wait so they need yeah. they need to keep that you know and not and you know they shouldn't be messing up all that stuff all the time you turn in a paper or turn in something you need to get something done it should be done like this like super fast just like an instant but that's not happening Yeah, so uh, what? Let's see. What do you think about ISIS? What do you think will become of them? I will. They Trump will eradicate them from the earth. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know. I think it's a very bad idea to go back. 
I think we need to let them chill. Like, they need it, you know. We, we, I think, you know, Iraq and stuff. And I think that was such a bad idea when Obama pulled, pulled everyone out. Because that, that created a, you know, oh, everyone's gone. Let's go back. You know, it's like, you know, they left and they came back. What you wanted to do is keep bases of operation like we do in Germany, like we do in other countries where we have thousands and thousands of troops at each of these stations. And we have a, a big base, a couple small small camps and a couple bases around. And that's what you would do to, you know, keep that from coming back. And that, that, that would keep them away because when we, around two, when was 2010, 2011, that's when uh, it was cleared out. Iraq was cleared out. There was not really any Taliban. There was not ISIS. There was no one there. It was very little, and it was controlled, and there was no issues, not, no big issues. But once we left, and they flooded like crazy. They got back to, you know, that created the, the, the problem we have now. I also think, you know, we should worry more about ourselves and our health because you know we have mental health issues and stuff like that in in this country, and I, th I think that's what that is. When we see you know someone like the Orlando shooting, the Boston bombing, the this and that. But I would like to know what you think about it, because I don't think the Orlando and the Boston bombing were mental health. If that's what you were saying, I, it um. it could. I think it's a piece of everything. It could be one and the other it's hard to say because you don't really you don't really know what these people are thinking because they either get shot or we never hear from them again and now um orlando shooter pledged allegiance to isis on the phone boston bomber we know what he was thinking he was a terrorist all right we gotta see it's just it's just hard to discern like why why did they do this? Are they really a part of ISIS? You, I could like anyone could say they're a part of ISIS, but the issue is, are they really? Do they have connections? If they do, then yes, they're a part of ISIS. Someone could be crazy and say, "Hey, I'm a part of ISIS. Let's let's do this." Yeah. Well, the Orlando shooter traveled to the Middle East, I think, twice mm -hmm. before the shooting. That makes sense. And then he, even if he did not have connections to ISIS, he pledged allegiance to meaning. Mm -hmm. He supported so he was you know an isis sympathizer supporter i understand what you mean but i don't know if that's that should that, i just don't know if he was really i mean you could pledge allegiance to isis and then still not be a part of isis the problem is that, is that isis takes credit for whatever anyone does even if it's not them directly I think that's that's the real issue. We have people who want to do that. I also want to get you take. I want I want to know what you think about you know, you know having people you know immigration stuff like uh, not from Mexico but from from other countries and you know what do you think Trump's going to do with that? From other countries in general or the Middle East? It could be the Middle East. It could be France. It could be Germany. Wherever. What do you think? Best. What's an idea you think would work? Um, I don't think he would have. I think the only 
immigration he would interfere with would be from countries that are in the Middle East or, you know, some countries in Africa that do have a problem with terrorism. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't know. There's so many dangerous places over there that it's really hard to say, hey, you, no one can come over here. It's either everyone or, or how, like, how are you going to get people that are not bad people to come here and come? What I think is an issue, like, you know, you said that guy went to the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Like, these people aren't, are these people not, like, tracked or anything or found out? Or, like, they just don't do anything? Oh, watch list. A watch list or something. But then or, again, or no flight zone. You shouldn't be able to fly if you like going to the Middle East and, you know, that's suspicious and they ask you questions and you're like, oh, I don't know. This guy shouldn't yeah. be flying. I know he had some incident with the FBI. Mm-hmm. And then that and flying to the Middle East twice put him on the watch list. That's a watch list. That should be a no-fly list. You, there's no reason to go to the Middle East. Unless, unless you're shooting a documentary and you have a legitimate reason that you need to go to the Middle East, there should be no reason to go there. The only re- there'd be family reasons, there'd be certain right, reasons like that. I think that's what he said. And you would have to bring proof. I need proof. I need you with your family. I need to hear their family say, "Hey, this is my brother. He's coming to visit me. Uh, you gotta uh, submit this documentation. I gotta fingerprint you. I gotta do all this stuff." background checks on everyone boom all right he's good he can go there all right you know i know that people don't like having a long process but if you want to go to the middle east it has to be a longer process for you it's just it's just to keep people safe over here and you know not to and it's not like we're keeping you out it's not like we're saying hey you're not going to be able to go over there or creating a ban it's more like you know we're we're creating a safety measure in order to keep 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 those people from coming over and that that i think is a much foolproof plan much more better plan than actually just you know saying closing the door on them you know shutting shutting that part of the world off right i i do not think we should have any syrian refugees Mm -hmm. or any refugees from the middle east at all um i do think safe zones are the way to go what do you think on that yeah that that would be a good idea I mean, you, the problem is you gotta uh, put these plans into action and see how they work, and you never know if something won't work or something will work. I don't know. Doesn't it make more sense to you though? Like, if there's something happening in your country, to just I don't know. It seems like people would want to stay in their country, you know, mm-hmm. in a safe zone, rather than move across the world, and then just live there start over i don't know i think i think generations are changing especially since we're millennials and stuff well i think we're most mostly a millennial and we come here those kids of those those middle eastern people that have kids and you know they're 18 or 16 and 17 18 19 20 those those people are not they, they don't like the lifestyle that lives over there you know what i'm saying they don't want to be controlled by them their parents or have anything to do with that they want to be free so where do you go america the freest country in the world and when they come here they're like oh this place is awesome i never want to leave they try to get citizenship they try to do all this thing and they get it and they want to stay they don't want to be forced by their family to go back and i think that's what it is the american the american dream not the american dream but the 
refugees dream to come to America because it's such a prosperous place. You got so much more opportunity here than any other country. Maybe Canada is up there too, but you know, there's other countries that are up there too. But the U.S. is up up there, and also education here. This is the reason why refugees come here for education. That's a big no, group thing. We're not. We're like in the teens for education in the world, though. But no, look. Not, so, top ten. how do I? Uh, so, refugees are much smarter than Americans. What I mean by that is that we get refugees. If you think about it, Einstein, you know, all these other people, all these famous physicists, all these famous scientists. Where are they from? They're not from the U.S. They're from other countries. We pick them out. We basic they basically apply, and they want to get into one of our prestigious schools in the U.S. and they they get accepted. The reason they get accepted is because you know they're gonna stimulate the economy. They're gonna create you know things. They're gonna become part of Google. They're gonna become a part of Apple. They're gonna become part of major industries in technology and engineering, and that's why we pick them. If you think about it, most most engineers are some type of foreign, foreign, or from a foreign country or have a foreign heritage. What I mean by that is their parents come from another country, and when their parents come from another country, you know they just want to come here for a better life. Especially back then, it's not as much of a thing now, but it is still a thing. Right. Um, let's see. of Syrian refugee, refugees, would you take them in or say so? Would you say it's the best way to go? I would limit the amount of people that would come in and there would be a tough, tough vetting process. I don't know exactly how that would work, but uh -huh. there would be one. It okay. would take them, it'll take them a while to get citizenship. Right. Another question. Do you think um, coming to the U.S. as a refugee is a right or a privilege? It's definitely, well, it's hard to say if it's a right or a privilege. I would definitely say, I think everything's pretty much a privilege. The way you think of it, you say the Bill of Rights, those are privileges until someone takes them away because they're no longer rights anymore. That is true. So you, you need to think, I think of, you know, our, our, you know, freedom of speech, all this stuff. I think it's great and that we have it, but, you know, they're, they're privileges, they're not rights, you know what I'm saying? Because those rights can be taken. If the government said, hey, you don't have the freedom of speech, we're, gonna, we're not going to be able to do it. We're just going to still try to speak out, but we'd be imprisoned or whatever. And that, that, that's what I think. I think everything's a privilege. You don't have rights. There's no such thing as rights. But I don't know. Right? I, think, I think it is a privilege for them. I think everything's a privilege for us. But they're considered rights because they're so uh, in stone. You know what I'm saying? They're hard to take away. Yeah, they're hard, like hard, hard. I'm talking about difficult, difficult. And right. I think that's so. By that, by that standard, I would say they do have the right, but it's still a privilege. Very, very, very in between a privilege and a right. It's a gray zone. That's what I say. Okay. Um. Let's see what do you want to talk about next. Yeah, this podcast. Uh, oh, did we say this is episode three? Episode three. Two Americans okay. podcast episode three. 
check the link in the description for our sponsors. Yeah. Audible. Uh, Audible, thank you mm -hmm. very much. Mm -hmm. So, um, what do you think about uh, tax filing tax returns as a high school student? You know, with a part-time job. Do you think it's worth the trouble? Um, yes. Of course it is. You're going to get money back. And that's that's a big thing, you know? Especially right. when you're like, you, you get your first job and then you have all this, you know, you make maybe, I, I don't know how much, most, maybe like 10000 8000 9000 something like that. That's how much you made that year. So that's a part-time job, a whole year, whatever. That's a lot of... That's like six, seven hundred dollars, and you get most of the tax return back. Actually, I think it's under ten thousand. You get the whole thing back. Wow. You make less than ten because that's that, that. I do. You know, they understand that. You know, there's going to be high school people or high school kids or college kids that are uh, working just to you know make money. So they just give you the whole thing back because you don't make enough to afford afford to to pay federal tax. And uh, how would one go about in doing that as a first time? As a first timer, all right. This is uh, uh, tax lesson one hundred and one. The first thing you would do nowadays, you don't have to go. Everyone, everyone, you know, go. We got to go to this place, and this guy has to do my taxes and do that, do this, and do that. Nonsense. That is old 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 stuff you know you don't have to go to a person who knows how to you know do tax returns what you have to do is you have to go to a free website what you want to do is a form called the 1040 easy and that's for you know if you're in high school college unless you're married then you would do a different form but this is the basic one you would go to a software uh, program that does your taxes for you and sends your taxes to the IRS so there are many different ones. There's uh, TurboTax. There's Credit Karma. Uh, we're not sponsored by any of these, so you know, don't don't think I'm telling you this just to say that Credit Karma now has a, a tax return thing. Uh, I think H and R Block is free as well. Uh, it is. There's many other ones, but all you have to do is go online, sign up, put in an account, you know, type in your email address, make a password. Uh, and then do your tax return, but you, what you need is your W two. Whenever you get your W two, or for contract employees, it would be a ten ninety nine. And once you get that from your employer, you would go on TurboTax, you would file your taxes, and it would go step by step. And what numbers you need to plug in, and then you would be finished. And then once you're finished, bada bing, it sends it to them. You'll get your tax return in two to three weeks, sometimes six if it's. For some reason, you know, the IRS doesn't like to pay on time because they don't have the money or they're holding it and saying, oh, we don't, we'll just wait until we get the money and whatever. And that's how you would go about filing your taxes, everyone who's listening to this podcast. And how do you get a W-2? Can you just print that out online? Uh, uh, some employers do let you print it online. If you have an account or something on their website or something with anything any anything you had to sign into with a email password or something like that, it doesn't matter. Or the second thing they would do is send it to your mailing address, and you would get it between January and February. 
If you do not get it in February, then you need to call and make and get your uh, go get your tax uh, your W two. And if you get your W two, well, that's all you need. You then you go on TurboTax. I do suggest TurboTax over anything. The problem is with TurboTax, it tries to upsell you like crazy. So what I would do is probably Credit Karma because I hear I hear here that they they don't do that. And TurboTax does do that. And that's the, and you know you might accidentally click the button and it upsells you and you're like, what did I do? I didn't mean to actually purchase a, a, an elite package that, that does you know deductions and all this complicated stuff. I wanted just the basic one for high school or college students. Right. So everyone, so. do your taxes and do them on time because the deadline is April fifteenth. Actually, I think it's 16th. They extended it, but you know what I'm saying. Right. Can you still file tax uh, your tax for your tax returns if you do not currently have a job, but you had one in the previous year? Okay. Yes, for everyone, you can do that. If you had, if it, if you work in 2016, and this is going to be 2016 taxes coming, tax returns coming back, you would whatever jobs you had during the 2016 year you would file those taxes. It would send you a W-2, and that would be it. You'd get that done on TurboTax. I would suggest TurboTax, Credit Karma, there's other H&R Block. Most of the fr fr do free for high schools and college students. Okay, so they send it, uh, they, they will send you your W-2 even if you don't work, is that what you said? Yes, if you don't work currently, or you, you've worked previously, as long as you work in 2016, you'll get a tax return. And so they, they will just automatically send you. Yes, they should send you. I told you if, if they don't send you by the end of January, then you need to call the store or wherever place you work or the office or whoever, HR department, and then tell them, hey, I don't have my uh, my W-2 yet. Uh, okay. How can I please get that? And once okay. you get that, then boom, you have that on file. And then you can file your taxes. Your tax return, I mean. I've heard of some companies doing this. I don't know how many do it, but um, do you know how many for, like, high school students? Uh, I think my friend was saying that ATB does it, but they do, like, just a direct deposit back into your bank account. The yes, that, that that's how you would do it on uh, TurboTax. Well, no, for, uh, like, don't he doesn't have to fill out any papers or anything. For said the, the employer does it for him. Oh, okay, that that's also a possibility that they do do it. Most places they don't do that because it takes time and money right. to to have people do that. They probably do it just to stay busy, but some companies do do that. Most companies don't because because some of those companies, I bet you, not 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 bashing HEB here, but if HEB has is doing that, they probably taking a piece of the pie of his 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 tax return. They're taking a cut. Most likely, they probably take like a you know ten percent off of that, and that becomes their money. When, okay. but you could do that for free at home. So why would you have someone else do it? Your employer do it because they are charging you. Don't 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 mistake it for them doing it for free. Most of the time, they they take a piece or like you might see a couple dollars missing or something like that, or you might not get the whole amount that you think you would have got if you did it on your own. 
That's why I say suggest to do it on your own with a tax software. Right. Sounds probably like the uh, safest way. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. What else um, did we talk about? Um, I don't know. There's not really much going on this whole week. There's pretty much it's all been the inauguration. Oh, did you hear um, over 200 protesters got arrested, charged with rioting, a felony? Wow. 200? Yeah. That's a lot. 200. Did you, did, you, did you see how many people were there at the inauguration? Like, nobody. I looked at the, the satellite footage, and it was like, it showed 2009 uh, when Obama got got uh, inaugurated, and it was like the whole thing was jam packed. It looked like crazy. And then there was uh, today they took a satellite photo at the exact same time, and there was like half, maybe a quarter of them, and that was very interesting to me that people didn't actually show up. I don't know if that's because we can watch it on the internet, or that. People are just not interested in going to those things anymore, or that uh, I, I just don't know. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I would. I, I think the reason would be because D.C. is a heavily Democratic area. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't. I mean, I think they were like ninety. Per, they voted ninety percent Democratic in the election. Yeah, but you got you had people. Uh, this is back when Obama was running, or you know when he got inaugurated. People were going from like Texas to there to you know middle of nowhere, you know Michigan to there, here to there, Florida to there. Everyone was going to this thing, like it was a big big deal. I mean, not that this wasn't a big deal, but that you know more people were were, were willing to go face to face and go see the president. I didn't see that with this election. I saw like a piece, like it showed a satellite footage, and all you saw on Obama's election, and it was just filled to the brim. No spacing, no people, you know, sectioned off. It was just full. And I saw Trump's, and it was like people were spaced out, and then there was like you know big groups, a bigger a separation, and another big group, and then that was it. Right. Okay. Um, let's see. What would what do you think would be the first thing you would like to see Trump do as president? I don't know. He just doesn't. What what, what do you want? I'm, I still gotta think about that. I don't know. I think probably the first thing I would like to see would be Obamacare. After that, um. I would like him to start rebuilding our military, you know, more funding, um, smarter funding, and, um, I don't know, maybe a, a good strategy for the Middle East, Middle East, that'd be, that would, I'd like to see that come forward soon. Yeah, that sounds like a reasonable thing. So what do you, what do you think, like, what do you think is, does he, you think he has a plan for doing everything he says, or you think he's just saying it and then he's going to do it eventually? 
think I think he's got a plan. What, what what do you think what are the like his promises that in your mind what are his promises to you you know what i'm saying like uh like if he doesn't do this this is not you know he should he should do this and you know the things that i expect him to do as yeah. president yes there you go that's what i mean okay um for sure repeal obamacare um build a wall um yeah um, rebuild the military, uh, re renegotiate some trade deals, uh, fix the tax brackets, and I'd like to see lots of uh, companies manufacturing in the U.S. That'd be, that's what I expect from him, and I think he's going to get it all done. Do you think he's going to do it in four or eight? If he I does, running. He only needs four. He said in the past that he, if he ran, he would consider only being a one-term president. You know, just get in there, do what he can to uh, fix the problem, and then get out. But if he did run a second time, I think that'd be awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, I would say that. Would, I don't know. I would have to see the new candidates because this is what. I, like I don't know who's running twenty twenty man. Like there's been who I think is gonna run in twenty twenty for the Democratic Party. Mm -hmm. I think it'll be either Julian or Joaquin Castro. Really? I know. Yeah. Okay. I think, I think it might be. I think this is what's gonna happen. Hillary Clinton's out of the picture. She's not running she's ever again. She's, never. She's she doesn't want to do that anymore. It's a lot of stress. It's a lot of she has health issues. She's too old. She's too frail. Uh -huh. What I think is going to happen, maybe, I hate to, maybe Bernie Sanders does it. Maybe he tries it. I think he might try it. I know, I know he said he's going to run again. He's going to try to run for the Democratic Party one more time. And then, uh, I really do think Jesse Ventura is going to run for de the Democratic Party. But I don't know. I, I would vote for Jesse Ventura over Donald Trump or anyone in the Republican Party, most likely. Unless they get someone really, really good. Then I'm like, this guy, we need him. But there's far and few between. And those those people would be like Bill Gates. People that are, you know, people that need to be on there. Right. I heard um, Mark Zuckerberg was, that's Facebook founder, right? Yeah. I heard he was considering a run. Like someone like that, we need someone in the big tech business. We need someone in technology and the energy department. I don't, I don't know about Zuckerberg though. He's dude. He's like, huh? What do you think? What do you say? I feel like he um do more things just to benefit his business. Like Trump. He's, he's probably ready to retire now. He could retire whenever he wants. He could have retired when he's 30 if he wanted to. But I think, like, he sees the presidency as something he can do to give back to America before he retires. Uh -huh. And um, I think Zuckerberg, he's still young. So I think he's using this as an opportunity to improve his own future, you know? Not as much as this is if he were to run. But I don't really feel like the country needs him or I don't know I don't think he'd be very useful 
Um, There's, he'd be okay. Zuckerberg's story is one of the greatest stories. If you've not seen the Facebook movie, the doc, not, there's a movie on him. It's very, very good. It's most most of it's accurate. This is what he did though. He created his social social media page for college students and then opened it up to normal people. Mm-hmm. That's it. And then he made a bunch of money from it. As the that is, dude. You gotta imagine like. If you were back then and you tried to think of that idea, you wouldn't have thought of it because no one was thinking of those ideas. People saw MySpace. That was one of the first ones. Then, you know, no one was like, oh, this stuff doesn't work. People don't buy it. Don't go on this. Don't do this. Don't go on there. Most people get their news off of Facebook. It's ridiculous. The thing the thing about him that I like is that he's tapped into the, the industry in the sense where he, he knows technology is very valuable much so, more so than Donald Trump. Donald Trump, I don't think he knows anything about technology, really. He knows how to tweet, and someone probably taught him that, and that's probably all he knows. But if I asked him, you know, oh, okay, so we're going to make this thing, and th- how do you make a website? How do you do this? How do you do that? If I asked him those questions, he would not know those. Zuckerberg knows so much about the Internet, knows so much about emerging technologies. It would be a much build up our infrastructure in the sense we have slow internet. You, like, look at this internet we're using right now. 360p information. You know, we're we're not. We should be at full HD. We should be streaming 4K video. We should be downloading things in an instant. We should be uploading in an instant. We should be doing all these things. No, everyone should have Wi-Fi. Everyone should be connected. And he has a plan for that, which I think is the craziest plan I've ever seen. He's gonna fly drones over poor countries. And have internet the the router on top, so it connects to the satellite. And once it connects to the satellite, they can get signal to their laptops, like you would with Wi-Fi zones. There would be Wi-Fi zones everywhere. And I think that's a great idea. But and it would cost like one penny, just to it just ruins on like a, a fan a, a fan dryer. That's doesn't it doesn't waste energy because it keeps going. And I think he would be much great. I also think Elon Musk would be a great person and he's already right. on the strategic team with trump which i'm like yes we he need that man. he's he's different from mark zuckerberg i think mark zuckerberg like yes the uh thing with i don't know i feel like all he would do is make the internet better that, that's um, a big step you create the internet look, look right, but we have a functioning internet i mean i know we this is not it could be it could be so much better and other issues you know what would happen if he f- fixed the internet problem? There would be so many more jobs, so many more people working on the internet. You want to know why? Because you can make money off the internet, and we, you know, we have an audible ad, and that says something. You know what I'm saying? We can we we can produce stuff. We can make stuff from the internet. You know, people can type, be journalists on the internet, and you can come from nothing and you can become a, whatever you want to be. And the internet gives more jobs and opportunity. And, you, you know, I see the shift. I know people are scared about the shift. And that, you know, certain jobs are getting outdated and they're going to be gone in a 10 to 15 years. You right. won't need certain people to do that job. And, you know, people, we need to be able to transition well or else, we'll, you know, we'll collapse. And people will panic and they'll freak out because they don't have any skills that are applicable to anything and there's so many i read this article one article on 
computer science jobs around the world. There's a hundred thousand or a hundred thousand empty jobs right now. A hundred thousand empty jobs right now. But you need to know how to code. You need to know how to use science. You need to know how to build, how to make, how to design, how to do this, how to do that, you know. Then, you know, you could, there's so many places, marketing in industries like that. And the internet, you market on the internet now. Google has ads. Google has this and that. And I think Zuckerberg will be great president. At least I would like him to be able to do something like this. At least, you know, even if he doesn't try to run. I think he would be a, a good president. I wouldn't think, say he would be the greatest. I think he would improve what we need to improve that's falling behind. I think, I don't think he could do very, um, I, don't know, I feel like he wouldn't be very strong with trade. That mm-hmm. probably wouldn't be one of his best issues. Um, Look, military, he would be, yeah. the trade would be great. You want to know why? Because what you would do is make an Amazon that's a worldwide and that everything ships from that. And rather than ha- post offices, they're going to close. They're going to all be closed because everything's going to be delivered to your house. All you're going to need is someone to drive the truck. And even at that, you know what's kind of scary for those truck drivers and those people who drive for a living? Is that there's these legitimate you know, car drive, self-driving cars, or at least self-driving assisted cars, at least, you know, where it helps you out. You know, it's kind of scary that uh, when you, when I, I've seen, I saw this car, I forget what it was, but it breaks for you when you get too close to something. It's, it literally presses the brake for you. I think that's a great, great thing. You know, if it senses something, it'll be like, eh, nope, because you didn't press on the brake hard enough, and you were like, oh no, and you were going to crash into it. Or you're gonna hit it, and that stops you from hitting it. You know, I think that that's very scary for them, but it's still a long ways away. I don't see that coming for another twenty, maybe thirty years from now. That 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 will happen eventually, but it might take a long, long time. Right. But you know, you don't need post office. Just like I told you, you don't need banks. What about actual trade itself with with other countries, not just delivering from? A warehouse to a customer. That's that's why you have Amazon does deliver everywhere in the. It delivers to the UK. It delivers to other countries too. It's not just one country. You, they just have places they go. You know, like uh, there's a there. Say you have a warehouse here, then you have a warehouse on this other side, then you have a warehouse on this side. That's where all the products are. Then you distribute the products as they're being ordered online. And once they're ordered online, you ship them to them. You you send them through a postal carrier. Or whoever they use, and then they get to your place, and they can they go if if you can, what what I think is bad about the Amazon business is you know, well bad for our for America, is that you can buy products from China. You type in made in China, you type in uh, anything to do with that, or you you'll see it'll say made in China in the description, and when you buy it, you know, it'll ship to you, and it'll ship on a plane because you'll see the. On the tracking thing, you'll see that it says, "Oh, coming! It's going from China or Beijing or wherever in China that it comes to the U.S. and then it comes to you through uh, various routes." So I think I think Zuckerberg would that if you increase internet speed, you'll increase 
productivity for almost everyone. Okay. What about uh, what about the military? Because I know he's pretty sure he leans democratic. Mm-hmm. He has no military experience. Um, the Secretary of Defense would likely be somebody not with any prior service experience. Um, okay. This is what I have an issue with. When someone that's not in the military gives orders to the military. If you, Which would be something in his cabinet. Uh-huh. The problem is that most people don't join the military. So, you know, I would like them to get advisement from actual people that have been there, maybe the general or maybe whoever's up there that has a military experience. But if you get someone like that, that's such a, you know, you don't get any, any experience. You, you get someone like who's been there, done that. And, you know, when they talk about strategies, like, who do I talk about? Like Dick Cheney, never in the military. Well, he kind of was, kind of isn't. And he tells you what to do, and you do it. And then he, I know he hid away during the Iraq War. He he, he uh, did deferments and, you know, try to stay away from that. And then he talks about going to war like a game when it's not really a game for most of the people in the military. It's like, oh, I got to survive. And you see that, and like, oh my gosh, this guy shouldn't be giving orders. He doesn't know what it's like over there, or he doesn't know what the how, how he's never experienced it before, and he has this kind of idea of how war works and how things work, and he acts his plan, and it doesn't work for him. it doesn't work for us, it doesn't work for him, it doesn't work for anyone. Nobody benefits from his bad ideas. So I think we need someone who has military experience. I'm not saying he has to be a general. I just say he has to have been there and done that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so kind of on that topic, Trump, one of the first um, presidents, if not the first, with no you know, no office held before, no military experience. What do you think about that? Do you think his, uh, his career as a successful businessman will... And, uh, I think it will help him, but you know he's he's been a celebrity before. I think that helps him in the public eye because he's been in taking photos and visiting people and doing all that stuff. And being a businessman does help with being a politician. But there's so much he doesn't know. He doesn't he do, he pro, he doesn't know how things work. He knows he learned about executive orders like two three months ago, and that was his first thing he learned. I'm serious. I read, I, I know, I, I, it might be a fake article, I don't know, but I read an article where it said, you know, this was the first thing he learned, like, and how actual government, how the actual presidency works, he learned, oh, I can do executive orders. I think he was, no, that's probably fake, he's been studying for a long time, um, you can tell that, because, okay, did you watch that White House Correspondents Dinner, mm-hmm. Obama was, you know, making jokes at Trump, mm-hmm. I think right there, he was always kind of debating whether he should run. I think right there is when he decided, I'm running. And then uh, when, you know, when Romney, everyone thought Romney was going to win the election, right? Not me. A lot of people did. Really? Yeah, Romney thought he was going to win. He was like 100% sure. He had the fireworks going on, and then he, he lost. But uh, after he lost, I think it was like three days after. It was definitely less than a week. 
but I think about three days after, Donald Trump trademarked the phrase, make America great again. So he's had at least four years to study, mm-hmm. do his homework, to know what he's going to do, you know? I, I, I just think, look, I, hold on, something's going on. All right. But how do I say this? So you just like look at what he, you know, I think he, you know, you just can't be prepared. You can't be prepared to be a president. There's no such thing as a preparation for that. There's no. Well, he did, he did stuck. That's what I'm saying. It's like he knew what he was getting himself into. Every, I could know what I was getting into if I was running, but the problem is that you've never been in that position. You know, it's like, you know, you don't have experience, and it doesn't even matter. Even I think secretaries and people who've been senators, like Obama, even Obama says it. He says, this is a much different job than you actually think at first, you know? Like, you would think that you could get all this stuff done, and you go in there, and there's issues, there's people arguing with each other, not agreeing on what we shouldn't and shouldn't do. And he says, there's so many roadblocks, and I think it's good that Trump has a lot more people on his side, especially since, you know, the House and Senate is both Republican, which hasn't happened in a long time. But with Obama, that was a big issue that he it was fifty fifty years. It was split in between. I think that that's the issue. He gets stuff done right away. I mean, he's he already signed two executive act, two executive orders, and uh, I think the waiver confirming or the waiver allowing um, General Mattis to serve as Secretary of Defense. Mm I think so, I mean, before he changed into his tux or anything, he already got two orders down, mm-hmm. written, signed, everything. Yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful though. I think he, I think he'll do good. Hopefully, I think, so, I think he'll be the most productive president um, in a long time. I don't know about that. I, every time I hear that, I'm like, dude, this this just keeps going over again. I've done it. Like, I heard it with Obama. I'm a hope it change. Let's do this. We're gonna get stuff done. It takes forever. I don't know why it does, or maybe it's just not, they're not doing anything. I don't know. I don't know what happens behind the scenes, and I think that's, we won't know until it happens, but if he does get stuff done, then I know that I'm going to have a higher expectation for the next president. It's going to happen, trust me. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I'm not going to say yes or no, because that is such a, a big thing to say, you know what I'm saying? That he's going to do good and that he's going to do the things he says he's going to do and he's going to do them fast. You know, if he does it in a year or four, four years or whatever, he gets everything done, he says, that is great. But if he doesn't, then he's just like everyone else who's ever been president. They said some stuff and they never did it. And they, that's just, it's been, it's been going on forever. But uh, it's his first day in office and he's already... He's already like taking steps toward, you know, fulfilling his promises. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have done that. There's not, you know, there's great presidents, and I don't, I don't think Obama sitting down first day and start working towards, you know, the stuff he he said. He did. He only did two. They, everyone does executive orders on their first day. Most of them. Obama did them. Uh, who else did them? No, George Bush because his dad was, you know, they were cool. But uh, he went after Jimmy Carter, didn't he? Mm-hmm. No, after Bill Clinton. Well, yeah, Bill Clinton was kicked out. Basically, like, he got the boot, boom. And I don't know. I think that's going to be a great... 
it's gonna be a great like uh, it's gonna be interesting that's why all the time I, I say like it's gonna be interesting if he doesn't do anything he says it might not it might be just talk that's what I say with most presidents because I've seen it I've, it, it happens all the time but I'm, I'm really I'm crossing my fingers that he's what he does he can do and what he says he can do especially like you know bringing jobs back bringing people back bringing things back to you know make America great again that's what what he said make America better make America this most educated make America this and that you know stuff like that right if he does does it wow I will, I will, I will say he was one of the best, one of the best presidents ever. If he does do that, I still he can't beat George Washington. Nobody can beat George Washington. I even he might be on my top three if he does what he, he promises. Most some of the promises. Right. I think in oh that'd be tough. In order to beat George Washington, you would have to pretty much do what he did. We'd have mm-hmm. to lose a world war, and then you'd have to you know. The president would have to like make us the strongest superpower in the world after that. Mm-hmm. That's probably what you would have to do to be equivalent to George. When you think of George Washington and you think about what he did, you're like, what? They offered him to be king. You know, yeah. that's pretty much like you know the pinnacle. He's like, nah, I don't need that job. I don't need to do that. President. Presidency. We're gonna do a presidency, and yeah, every four it, years. It, it, he didn't even want to do that though. He was like, ah, I kind of. No, not feeling mm-hmm. it. And dude, and he established the country, or he established, he helped establish the country. He's a founding father. He did. You know, there's not nobody can really beat George Washington. I mean, my other, maybe my number two is JFK, just because of the space race and all the stuff that was going on that time. Then he got shot, and that just makes him more famous. <laughs> oh, wow, it's. Uh... It's going to be an experience, though. It's going to be a very interesting four years. Well, all right. I guess we're going to end the podcast right there. It's been a little over an hour. Um, check out Audible in the description. Uh, we will be back next week for another show. Um, thank you for listening. Like, subscribe, favorite. And thank you for joining the two Americans. And goodbye.